Welcome to the NFL Stock Exchange Podcast. In this episode, we're recapping the athletic performances that we've seen from the edge rushers, defensive linemen, linebackers, and DBs at the 2023 Scouting Combine. We're not just going to tell you the official measurements and numbers that we have for these guys, but also why it matters how you need to take those numbers to look at the tape, what matters and what doesn't. Honestly, we're going to sift through a lot of these stuff for a ton of different players, tell you who is rising up these draft boards and so much more. I'm Trevor Sikama. With me, as always, is Connor Rogers. Let's ring the bell. Stock Exchange Podcast. I'm Trevor Sikama. That is Connor Rogers. Unfortunately, not joining you guys in person like we did for the last episode, which was a ton of fun. We were live from Indianapolis in the 2023 Scouting Combine. Still covering the Scouting Combine on today's episode, but travel plans got in the way of that incredible electric in-person combination between the two six foot five 240 pound co-host connor but my man how is travel how you doing obviously great to see you again absolutely it was a great time we did get to spend a ton of time together despite only doing one show which is great which was phenomenal it's just when you're at the combine for people that haven't been uh it's a lot of sprinting around and for trevor and i who work full-time at separate companies people forget aligning on a schedule to record throughout all of this chaos was pretty tough. And then we ultimately landed on, you know what? Let's record during the weekend when we have, God, it feels like almost 60% of it done in terms of counting testing and everything. Um, So there's just so much to go through here, man. And it's exciting. And I'm glad that I know yours was a little bit more adventurous, man. When I saw that rainy weather, I've never taken off out of Indy in good weather ever, any combine and somehow it all works out at the end, so here we are. Yes. So we have a lot of things to talk about. Um, if you missed last the last show that we did, it was a lot of podium stuff. Like, like yeah. we talked a lot of uh, quotes. Um, the defensive lineman had got up there, and we got to talk to the defensive line. We recapped some of that. All of the head coaches and general managers had talked at that point, so we recapped some of the things that we heard there, what your favorite team could be doing, how we were shaking up the draft at the top of the draft. We also touched on the Jalen Carter news as well. So on today's podcast, I know it's a little bit later. Hopefully you guys are still listening to this on the weekend on a Saturday. Maybe you can listen to it while you're watching the combine drills over the next couple of days. But we want to recap what we've seen from the defensive side of things. As we're recording it now, it is Saturday. So defensive ends, defensive tackles, linebackers, and all the DBs have now tested in Indianapolis. We're going to go over some of our favorite performers, some guys that stood out in the best ways, but unfortunately we do have to highlight some of the not great ways that guys stood out because that is what the combine is also about is kind of crossing those players off of big boards for some, some teams. And we'll get into that. We'll also get into the reason of why, but Connor, we got to start the podcast today with the news that everybody's going to talk about. Although the quarterbacks have not worked out on the field yet. Bryce young has measured in the measurement is official. And for everybody out there that was keeping score at home, the over under for Bryce young was five, 10 and a half. 188 and a half pounds and drum roll, please. The official measurements for Bryce young five, 10 and one eighths. So we hit the under and then 204 pounds. My guy was chugging milk for weeks. 
weeks to make this happen. So a little bit over five foot 10, little over 200 pounds, which I did not think he was going to be able to get to that weight. Bravo. It's completely fabricated. It doesn't matter at all. But Connor, your big takeaway from what we heard about Bryce Young's measurements this morning. I guess not shocking. I mean, I'm, I know I was saying, I was guessing he was going to be around 194 ish yeah. and, and he smashes that out of the park. But then you remember when you're not doing anything at the event, it like gaining weight, especially for a lot of these guys is not a challenge, especially when you have the best resources in the world. So my takeaway, Trevor is Bryce young. Good for him getting over 200 pounds at the combine and that measurement lives forever. Bryce young is not playing at over 200 pounds. This is not a real, no. this is not a real weight. This isn't even close to a real, real weight. Shout out to him for getting it done. Mm-hmm. And we always say this, manipulating the process to your advantage, which I'm, I'm a fan of. If you're going to come in jarringly heavier, then don't do anything. Save it for your pro day. Get your weight back to your normal-ish weight. Do everything at your pro day, and that's fine. Now, the height, I mean, we're, we're not surprised. Like, there was no shot in hell he was getting to six feet. I think some people were expecting 5'11". I think I've been saying 5'10 and three quarters and even goes under that. It just goes back to, do you think it affects his game? We don't. Right. And and that's the end of it. I don't care anymore. I'm kind of glad it's over, to be honest with you. Yeah. No, I I am too. So a lot of people were like, okay, when when we set the overrunner, when we went over that in this podcast – what we were really looking to see from Bryce Young and the reason why he gains weight is because you just didn't want to be historically small, right? As long as Bryce Young is small, that's fine to me because the tape, of course, is what matters most. What we've seen from Bryce Young out on the football field matters a lot more than his combine measurements. So as long as you weren't historically small, then everybody, including NFL teams, the media, the fans, everybody, everybody can look at his tape and just go, yeah, all right, he's a short quarterback, but look what he did. Appreciate the tape for what it is. He could translate that, and he's the best playmaker at the quarterback position from college to the NFL. When you look at his measurements and you stack them up next to Kyler Murray, because that's what I think that we talked about a little bit on yeah. the show, can you hit that Kyler Murray range? Murray also came to the combine at 5'10", 1'8", uh, and then he weighed a little bit higher or a little bit more, I should say, 207 pounds. So you you could see that the diet, nutritionist, whatever the title was for Bryce Young, their target was Kyler Murray. They wanted to be able to get close to the Kyler Murray range to say, Kyler went number one overall. Yeah, recently. Right. What's the big deal? You know, like, and so, you know, people can say like, oh, Kyler hasn't been worth it, all that kinds of stuff. That, I mean, that part does not matter into the equation. I promise you it does not. Bryce just needed to not be historically small, and he wasn't. And I and I do really love that for him. Now, an important note, Alabama traditionally does their pro day very close to the combine. Um, I don't I don't know if they do that because they want their guys to have the advantage of if you were training for the combine, then you can still have that training fresh. fresh from the yeah. pro day. But I believe Alabama's pro day is next week. If I have this date correct, it it says March 8th from me looking it up. So March 8th, 8th, 2023. So if that's the case, Bryce isn't going to do anything, right? Even if it's water mm-hmm. weight, there's no way you get down to where you want to, to really be able to perform at the pro day. So we're probably not going to get any numbers from Bryce Young, but I'm with you hundred percent. Who the hell cares? And Trevor, his market is so defined that just do the private workouts. 
Like, hey, the Texans, you want to you want to come see me throw? Cool. Colts, you want to come see me throw? Cool. Like, you don't need to do this for everybody in the league and for the entertainment in the NFL. And I listen, full transparency, we're sitting here recording this Saturday uh, morning, late morning. So we're not. That's why we have the measurements. It, should the NFL, we'd love to see him throw today out there. But do you need to? No. No. And it kind of transitions me to Anthony Richardson. Oh, yeah, baby. Who will do everything. And I, I'm I'm pretty shocked by this. I thought Richardson was going to come in leaner because I think he's going to run. Mm-hmm. He came in, Trevor, at 6'4", 244. And, and he came by our desk because Michael Smith did a great interview with him. And I sat there just in awe of, like, this is the closest. Remember, Josh Allen got a lot of Cam Newton body mm-hmm. comps when he was coming out. And I looked at Anthony Richardson. I was like, he's built like a more muscular Josh Allen. Like, I cannot fathom trying to tackle this man at the next level. So the, the Richardson hype train, is just, it's just a rocket right now. So, yeah, you you, you listed it off. Anthony Richardson, 6'4", 244 pounds. Okay? And, and a wonderful 244. Like, this dude is jacked out of his mind. First and foremost, can host the pod. All right? I get it. He didn't quite hit 6'5". But he hit over 240, so we're going to say that Anthony Richardson yep. can't host the pod, okay? Second, I'll give you I'll, I'll list you off Josh Allen's combine measurements. 6 foot 4 and 7 eighths, so Josh was just under 6 foot 5, 237 pounds. That's what Allen was. Cam Newton measured in right at 6 5, 248 pounds. So Josh Allen a little bit lighter, Cam Newton a little bit heavier. But you know, when when Richardson was up there at the podium, they were asking him you know, who do you compare yourself to? Who are the guys that you watch? And he said, growing up, of course, like Cam Newton was big for him because of the body type. It was a similar playing style. So he himself loves Cam Newton and has watched a ton of Cam Newton. But he also said Lamar Jackson, too. When he was in high school, uh, he would watch a lot of Lamar. And, of course, when you're in high school and you're that good of an athlete at the quarterback position, you're doing a lot of running of the football. He said his nickname in high school was actually Cam Jackson. Because he that was, was great. That, that combination of Cam Newton and Lamar Jackson, so that's what they would call him uh, in high school. So for him to for him to weigh in at that number, that was uh, that was huge, quite literally, uh, for for Richardson to really be able to stand out in that regard. Uh, I have t- two more notes on quarterbacks uh, before we talk about the defensive guys and their results on the field. One, I I I didn't ask you, were you at C.J. Stroud's presser? Yeah, no, I think I was, I was doing an interview at that time, so I got to watch it back. Man, I was really impressed with it. And it's not like I, I thought that like CJ was going to be fumbling over his words or not be able to answer questions. That, that's not what I'm saying. But the poise, the honesty, yet confidence, the He's well thought out answers of CJ Stroud. He was just so aware. He was very detailed in his answers. And I was really impressed by his combine presser. It, it just felt like he had this, again, honesty and, and confidence about him. This this great combination of both things saying, oh, you know, CJ, you know, people don't really think you're a runner. You haven't really run over the last couple of years. And, you know, he smiles and he goes, hey, you know what? You're right. There were a lot of opportunities over the last couple of years where I went back and I watched the tape and I would go, mm, could have really taken off there, but I was so focused on becoming a better pocket passer that he said, as this final season went on, he became more comfortable, especially that Georgia game. He said he yeah. was fully comfortable making those right decisions and being showing off that uh, athleticism and his ability to escape and scramble a little bit. And we did, we saw that on tape. And so he said, Hey, hey 
the athleticism is not a concern, but there's no doubt I, I could have taken off with the ball a little bit more. You know, yeah, he answered some questions about playing under pressure, the best defenses that he's played. Uh, he answered questions about, oh, you know, hey, you've uh, played with some of the best receivers we've seen come through the draft. Uh, are, are you just a point guard or are you actually a star player? And he kind of, you know, laughed about it and gave praise to his guys, but also had a lot of, again, confidence in his ability. So this has been a process where, I think people will have Stroud anywhere from QB one to QB three at this point. I don't mm-hmm. really see anybody with him any further. You know, I think before that Georgia game, the worries about pressure, you may have seen people having him towards the bottom end of a, of the top five in this quarterback class, but you'd be hard pressed to find him anywhere below QB three. But I was just very impressed by him. I got to think that he's going to be a top five pick overall, just because of the yeah. production, how he was in interviews, uh, that final game against that Georgia defense. Whatever you think of him, I think CJ is a top lock, and I really am targeting those first three picks, thinking that he's going to go off the board there. And what gets forgotten so often with CJ is I think he'll be the only – he will be. He'll be the only one of these guys entering training camp, entering the season as a 21-year-old out of the top four quarterbacks. Like Bryce will turn 22 right before training camp starts. Anthony Richardson turns 22 in May. Will Levis is a little bit older than these guys. I think Richardson's 21. Because I think he said... Yeah, he is. I'm saying he'll turn 22 in May. No, I think he's... Sorry, I think he's 20 turning 21. Oh, then then the internet has his birthday wrong. You, you, you might be right, but I think if I remember correctly at his podium, he said, I'm just 20. Oh, okay. So they're a year off on the internet. So All they right, might- well... At least Either for way, him. At least for him. They sure. Might be, I think and they I don't think I don't think Richardson's playing a ton right away this year. Mm-hmm. But I think Stroud's going to a situation where he is. Sure. And I, I, it's one of those things where you need to evaluate everyone differently. Stroud is a really young guy that I. You're right, Trevor. How he carried himself really does matter a lot, and it's impressive. And it's it just something of those Ohio State offensive guys. Like I got to sit down with Jackson Smith and Jigba, and it was the same takeaway where I'm like. The attention to detail with these guys from their coaching, from feeding off each other, it's in a totally different place right now. And, and it's it's wildly impressive. And it kind of adds up when you see last year as rookies, Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson having no transition period to the league. I mean, yep. they they were incredible, both of them. And um, it's just something to think about with yeah. these guys and the fantasy, era they're in. Fantasy football people. Pay attention to the Ohio State guys. They're yeah. they're, they're figuring it out. Yeah, if you need if you need a, a contributor from day one, there's really just no waiting period. It feels like with with those guys. So. Last last quarterback. I mean, we might as well talk about the big four. So we can talk about Will Levis a little bit. Um, first and foremost, the Colts mascot was at Will Levis's presser, which he was everywhere. Which he, we 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 then need to say, Will Levis, you are. I I've been trying to warn people. <laughs> it's it, I. He's a Colt. No, I know I don't you are a cult the, uh, you are you've been a cult you've been a cult for you almost had half a rookie season already with the Colts it was really <laughs> funny though the irony of that of him just following him around everywhere yeah it's um listener, man, it, listener of the pod the Colts mascot the Colts mascot was completely unhinged throwing bags of snacks at everyone so that was that was definitely uh fascinating but Wait, did you did you eat them did you eat the snacks did you see what they were I, yeah, I opened them on the on the plane home. They were like a uh, odd, a very odd treat. It was, like, a, it was like brittle, but also with like fudge in the middle. If you it got was the like, same did you try it? Did, yeah, 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 yeah. I tried like, it, and the, the too whole sticky. time, too dude, sticky. The whole time I'm chewing it, I'm like, I don't like that. I, I, was I don't the, like that I, on the teeth. I was that meme where I was like, mm, no. 
Yeah, no, same. no, no. Well, you know, when I first opened it, I was like, yeah. But I, I, I like needed something because I was, you know, when you're at the airport, these are dire times. These are dire times. <laughs> these are really like dark, dark times. And I was like, okay, I'll try it. And I was like, ooh. I was like, it's a little more like candy-ish than I thought. I thought it was, I was expecting a chip. And then when I started chewing it way too long, I was like, no, 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 this is this is not good for the teats. Uh, it doesn't feel right. But yeah, so the, don't trust the Colts mascot, especially if you're Will Levin. <laughs> Do not. He, he cannot be trusted. So um, I think I, I walk away, though, Trevor, to put a bow on the quarterback situation, and I just confidently think those four guys are going in the top 12. Like, there's not even like a, a, yeah, like a little yeah, doubt right. in my brain. It's, it's 100%. Does the run scare people that they go earlier i'm yeah, away from yes. do they go top 12 like that's gone that's not a combo yeah the, what i wonder is who trades with the bears how does that impact houston whether it's them or not and then ha- what is the fear factor of everybody else raiders carolina atlanta you know the whole situation hey, deeper than that washington on and on we go so, yeah um i mean i i agree with you completely i think the top 12 for these four guys is a lock and i say the top 12 just because you know Tennessee's sitting there at 11. We've heard that Tennessee is also one of these teams that's been, I don't want to say aggressive, but uh, making the most out of their phone lines, calling the teams at the top, seeing if they can go up and get a quarterback. And yeah, so, and it, doesn't it make you wonder, like, is the Tannehill release coming with all the other releases they've had? I don't know. I Once that domino falls, and are they not releasing Tannehill until the final hour? Bingo. Because that, all of this going on behind the scenes, you know what I Yeah. Bingo. Right? Bingo. 100%. That's the giveaway. Once you release Tannehill, everyone's like, oh, shit, here comes Tennessee. Right. When, when, once you release Tannehill, you have to give up an extra day two pick that you may not have before. Right? Because mm-hmm. now, no leverage. W- will the trade conversation get to the point anyways where they're bidding against teams that don't have a quarterback? And, and maybe it doesn't even matter, right? Because Tennessee's sitting there at 11. If we're thinking about the Bears at one, the Cardinals at three, the Seahawks at five, I mean, the Raiders can give a better deal than anybody because they, they start to pick at number seven. The Panthers can give the next best offer because they're starting at number not well, I guess. If you think the Falcons are in, then they're eight. And then the Panthers are nine. Titans are all the way back there at number 11. So no matter what, the Titans cannot give a better offer than starting at number 11 overall. So I don't really know if they're able to negotiate the price to where they would want to anyways. But you take advantage of the situation every way that you can. There's no way, in my opinion, that they would release Tannehill before making a deal unless he has just some crazy roster bonus once the league year starts, which I, I haven't read that. But look, uh, Will Levis, he did have a quote at his podium session that did kind of go viral, and it was like, hey, you know, Will, a lot of quarterbacks over the years have not thrown at the combine. Um, I think this question, you know, uh, under, the underlying part of this question was, your accuracy wasn't very good this past year, so why are you opting to throw in Indy? And he just looked straight at the person who asked the question and went, because I got a candidate, I'm going to show it off. And it was, you know, that confidence that, uh, you know, obviously, like, makes you smile a little bit, but that's something that NFL teams are going to love. And I'm telling you, man, a lot of these teams are going to love Will Levis. Yeah, so I I didn't do this sit-down with Levis, but when he came by for NBC, it's like peak quarterback, like almost the one where it was like he was casted in a movie to be a quarterback. That's how he carries himself. That's how he dresses. That's how he walks. And all these guys really had that feel. I, I didn't I didn't get to br- hear Bryce speak in any format at all. Once again, this week was just a sprint. But Richardson was the same way. Obviously, from you going to Stroud's podium, 
uh, and just hearing Stroud really talk on any format. Like they are just, these guys have been quarterbacks. It feels like for so long yep. that you get, I don't want to say robotic answers, but they, 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 it's impressive how well they know the script. Yeah. They know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. Uh, a little nugget that I learned about Anthony Richardson at his podium. He doesn't play Madden. I grow up not playing Madden. Good man. Come on. He doesn't. Did you, are, are the kids, are the kids not playing Madden anymore? So I asked, uh, and they all play video games. Like you mm -hmm. ask them what they do off the field. Video games is the answer. Like two out of every three times. Yeah. And Darnell Washington told me he's like I play. I think I'm pretty sure it was Darnell. He he's like I play 2K. Like yeah. I'm just. Yeah. And I'm like yeah. I think we I think we have officially moved off the Madden era, which is just wild to watch. It's sad. It's it sad. actually like in all honesty, it is. It is really not good. We gotta make we gotta make Madden great. Again. That's a bigger conversation. We need to make Madden great again. We really it's do. uh if it's not this year, I'm convinced it's never. Honestly. <sighs> Shots fired. We just we've just been threatened it. by the NFL SC. We just need it. We need it. The NCAA game's coming out. We need Madden to stay par with the NCAA game. All right. Will that be good? I don't I, know. Connor! Have faith, please. I, do, I don't. Please. I don't anymore. You're looking at a man that plays NHL and almost <laughs> nothing else anymore because I have no faith. No faith. We got to manifest. We got to manifest it to EA. All right, let's dig into some of these defensive player uh, results. I, I guess. Oh, wild. I don't know if you want to. Do you want to start with D line and then move to linebackers and DBs, or do you just want to kind of like free? Yeah, let's it? do. No, no, let's do that. Okay. Um, planting the pot on the pod. Classic. <laughs> Bingo. Spot number one. I mean, I don't, Trevor. What do we do first? Like Nolan Smith or Addy Tamiwa Adabuare? Like, it's, uh, let's do. Let's do Nolan Smith first. Let's okay, because I mean, this is just like what what solar system are these guys from? Well, let me okay, let me be honest. I was more impressed with Adebarre than Nolan Smith because then, then you know what? But tell me but, to f off and talk about no, no, no. to me with Adebarre. No, so with with Nolan, I mean, it's because he he's been the guy since he was a recruit. He was the mm -hmm. top recruit in his class. It's fair. He, He's a lighter guy. I feel like he even knows he's heard the Von Miller thing for five years, literally. Like as soon as it got brought up at his podium, he called it poetry in motion, watching Von play. Mm -hmm. So, and I, I don't see that one at all. Um, and I like, it's just no. not my play style for him. Just being, just getting that across, but six, two, two thirty eight, uh, 32 and five eights. He's just not a, he's not a big rusher. I actually, Nolan Smith's tape. I love his off the ball plays more than any of his pass rush ability. Very captivating personality. Like you, you get it. You're around mm -hmm. Nolan Smith for three minutes, and you're and we we did all that. And then he goes and he's coming off the pectoral, and the four three nine forty. Yes, four three nine forty. One five two ten yard. Wild one five explosive. two ten yard. One five two. Like he's teleporting off the snap. Forty one and a half inch vert. Ten eight broad. I just wildly impressive wildly impressive nolan smith and i i'm not once again when we say these things like i'm not cementing him on my rankings there but he is going in the first round of the nfl draft it's just where now oh i mean but he needed this after that injury i i'm starting to think nolan smith's floor is 10 at, for philly at 10 floor Lore. Wow. I'm starting to think that his floor you is, think he's is, like is the, really You think he's the Hassan Reddick? 
Here's the, here. Now, like there's there are things that go into it, right? I, I don't I don't want to be too hyperbolic. Yeah, because I'm not I'm not there yet. Let me be with, totally with honest. The combine. Well, I, I, my analysis of them, I don't know, but you also just have to you have to stack this guy against what is the rest of the class, right? That's so, very fair. I think and a lot he of checks every things, intangible box with the athleticism. So Nolan Smith, obviously, you mentioned the height. He's a little bit smaller. He's under six foot three. He's uh, under two forty. Von Miller was six foot three, two forty seven when he tested. So he's a little bit smaller than Vaughn was. He's also not even Vaughn's close arms. to the pass rusher that Vaughn was, right? He's I not mean, close like, to a, a pass rusher in any capacity right now for me. I, I think right. he's excellent off the ball. Right, but the athletic Vaughn testing, longer arms. just for percentiles, I'll throw these out there. And for everybody out there who may not be familiar with how percentiles work, 99th percentile is is the best like you yeah, are yeah, in yeah. tier one maybe Unicorn. even at the very top of the list you want to be in the 99th percentile so the higher that you get in a percentile that's where you want to be because that's how you stand out the most his vertical jump 98th percentile his broad jump 95th percentile his 40 yard dash 98th percentile and his 10 yard split getting off the ball was in the 99th percentile amongst that's my favorite amongst- metric Amongst the categorized edge rushers since 1999 on mock draftable, he has the fastest 10-yard split of edge defenders. Now, I will say this. Clay Matthews and Cliff Averill were not categorized as edges, and but they, had, they were a little bit faster. So Nolan Smith's 10-yard split, to me, technically wasn't like historic, but it is 99th percentile. There are like two maybe three players if i'm looking at this correctly that have ever had 10 yard splits faster than nolan smith and for everybody out there that's like okay i'm a casual combine listener what what is a 10 yard split the 10 yard split is the first 10 yards of a 40 yard dash okay those 10 yards are the are the ones that nfl teams pay attention to the most because defensive linemen they ain't running 40 yards there's very very few instances where they're running 40 yards now you like to see top speed and the top athleticism that people have when they're sprinting but what's most important is getting into that low track stance getting out of the stance exploding out of the stance and how quickly can you get to those 10 yards because that showcases explosiveness off the line of scrimmage when you're pass rushing so that is a way where you take a drill at the combine and you actually bring it to the field and you get to see those elements. That's how you measurement out there for, for, for people who say, Oh, the combine doesn't matter. Uh, you know, it, it, it doesn't translate to the field at all. There are little ways where oh, yeah. you can, you can find those translations. So, athleticism. so the 10 yard split is incredibly important for pass rushers, especially explosive pass rushers. So as we go on and we talk about defensive tackles as well, we'll bring up 10-yard split a lot because that is why it matters. You want to test that explosiveness and getting um, out of your stance. So Nolan Smith, unreal alien-type athlete when it comes to a pass rusher. I, I feel like he is. I know I just said that like Philly feels like the floor at 10 just because Philly loves to draft those athletes. But if you take away Philly's preferences for things – I top half of the first round. Can I at least say that just top half of the first round? It's oh, yeah, so yeah. hard for me to feel like an athlete like this is going to fall even further down. I had some Bucks fans tweeting at me, you know, oh, is Nolan Smith going to like, is Nolan Smith a target for the Bucks at 19 or will he not be there? And I said, absolutely not. I just don't think that he's going to make it down all the way to 19. So that's our, that's my thoughts on Nolan Smith's podium. Oh, and or sorry, that's my thoughts on his combine performance. But in the last episode of the show, we raved about probably yeah. what matters more. And that was 
how how passionate this dude was at the podium and how much he loves football. That's going to matter. That's going to matter a ton. He's going to fly up teams' boards, I think, after they meet him this week. So, uh, Nolan Smith, huge week, no question. I mean, it was just... It was just a giant win across the board in every aspect for him. There's just he did everything for the highest level possible from when he came out to the podium to when he was on the track and interviews and everything. And you know, that kind of brings me to Adam Boire, who had a different style of all of this. Very intense podium. Were you around any of it? No, I didn't get to go to his. It, I mean, not in like a bad way. It was just like this dude's like, I'm actually like i'm like a little uneasy right now like i don't want to say I the wrong it. thing i, I did it. too uh incredible builds like he's just so he's 6'2 282 and he's got almost 34 inch arms and just these massive hands and he's all muscle he's just all muscle and you look at him and you hear him talk and how intense he is and you know without a boire he's somebody i didn't get into before mobile and i strategically do that with a lot of guys because i feel like that'll paint me a baseline to go back and watch mm-hmm. and then i when i got there and i was on the field watching him for one-on-ones one day i kind of regretted that because he was so good at mobile i was like i wish i had a baseline on film before this went home watched him liked him um and thought he was way better than he's being portrayed as but this trevor like th- we don't see this stupid at 200 282 pounds this doesn't exist it's uh wolf of wall street you know matthew mcconaughey yeah. it's it's fairy yeah. dust exactly it's not on the, LMI, it's not on the exactly. elemental chart it's exactly. not real <laughs> that that was at a bar at the combine oh man we got to mash that up with the actual movie but fairy dust <laughs> sub four five forty. he goes four four nine official back to the 10 yard split one six one 37 and a half inch vert and, and this is this is at 282. Did you say the 40 time? Did you say the yeah, 40 449? This is at 282. Like I, I to paint this kind of picture, his relative athletic score because of his weight, it's just out of this world of the kind of athlete, this guy with power. And why it's fascinating to me is or, or why I, I cared more about this than Nolan Smith was. And I don't I'm not saying I've had a bar ranked higher than Nolan Smith, but in terms of the testing. Nolan Smith is a smaller guy that he's a great athlete. I didn't know he was that good of an athlete, but he's a great athlete. The questions with Nolan Smith is with his intensity and play style, like how will he hold up playing that intensely? We will find out. With Adam Boire, he's the dude in the trenches that nobody wants to come across in that Mm -hmm. sense. And he can't do all the things Nolan Smith can do. He's a very different player, but there's clearly still an untapped ceiling with this guy that I I honestly thought this testing and I don't say this a lot. I thought this moved out of Barre a full round, like a full round. I think we went fringe second. Like I thought he was in the third. And now I'm like, he's right outside the first. Like, I think he's a top 40 pick. Yeah. Oh, that, yes. yes. But before the senior bowl, he wasn't even in that stratosphere. No, no, no. He was probably, he's probably admit just given off of how, how little I heard about him. I would tell you that he probably would have been a mid-round pick for most people. Intriguing guy, mid-round pick. Now, he absolutely, I think, is... If you don't have him in the back end of the second round of a mock draft, I think you're just... Or, sorry, in the the, the front end of the second round in a mock draft, you're just straight-up wrong. And if you wanted to get him into the first round because of his athleticism, there might be a team who takes a chance on him. Because, Connor, I'm going to contextualize this a little bit. Adeboare, 6'2", 282 pounds. You mentioned that. 44940 yard dash 161 
10-yard split. All right? Trayvon Walker last year, who was an alien to the point where Trent Baalke had to take this man number one overall, okay? That's what we're talking about with what Trayvon Walker was able to do at the Combine last year. Trayvon Walker, 4-5-1, so add it to me, what ran faster. 10-yard split, 1-6-2, so add it to me, what ran faster. Adebore did it weighing 10 pounds heavier than Trayvon Walker was. Trayvon Walker was 272. It's nuts. And he was 6 foot 5. So he had the longer strides. He had the longer legs. Adebore had the shorter legs, the shorter strides, and he weighed 10 more pounds. And he still beat out Trayvon Walker last year, whose testing was alien-like enough, not from this planet, that Trent Baalke had to take him number one overall. So that's why I'm saying Adetumiwa Adabwari could absolutely make the first round. And also, just to shout this out, the man has extremely long arms, which we have mentioned, extremely long wingspan. Connor, 27 reps at 225. I'm telling you. My man's out here cranking him like pistons. He's got vines. When you have long arms, the bench press is not your friend because you have to physically move the bar further. That's what, why we talk about guys with longer arms not being able to bench very well. And that's why like guys like Siaki Ika, who don't have very long arms, they're just they're just chugging it out because they barely got to move the bar off the chest because their arms aren't that it's long. It's just bouncing, bounce and, city. And when you have somebody with the measurables that uh, Adeboire does, and for you to still be able to showcase that strength, the bench press is something that people criticize all the time. Does it really translate to the NFL? Does it translate to the field? Okay, a lot of it doesn't. But that still shows you that this dude's strong as hell for his size and what he yeah. brings. Anybody no, else no uh, doubt. from defense that you want to shout out? Oh, man. I thought Van Ness was as advertised. He was great. Yeah, he really was. I I was just – it was awesome. You know, <laughs> never had this happen. A guy with a hockey background. It's just, it's just so yeah, cool. Yeah. And you see the kind of athlete he is and how big he is and – uh, a pretty, like, like, just felt like wildly happy to be there, like, like beyond anyone else. I was like, man, this guy is like really enjoying this. Maybe he even like he gave a good smile about people constantly saying he never started for Iowa. Like he, like he's he's in on the bit at this point. It was also, really like I like that. Also, great hair, great hair, I mean, great, great, hair great flow. Uh, the testing numbers were very good. Keep in I, mind, right. He weighed 272. He's 6'5. He's got 34 inch arms. He ran mm. a 45840. Which is good. That's really good at that right. size. That's right. fl- that is flying. Yes. But it, to put that in perspective, wasn't that faster than Brian Branch or like close to him? I'll have to um, look that up real quick. It's close. Oh, Branch was. I saw Branch run an unofficial 46. Me too. Okay. So I, it might have been changed. <laughs> he ran the same time. But like, that's crazy, heavy. isn't it? No, it is crazy. And like going back to the Trayvon Walker thing, Trayvon Walker was six foot five, 272 pounds, ran a four, five, one. Lucas Van Ness is six foot five, 272 pounds, ran a four, five, eight. So like, is he quite as athletic as Trayvon Walker? No, but this just gives you context of how close this guy was. And Lucas Van Ness also ran a seven, zero, three, three cone, which is beautiful for a player of his size you love to see that that's in the 80th percentile so i i I wanted to make sure and i'm really glad that you did this we gave a shout out to van ness 
because I think people watched his combine. Maybe they saw the vertical number of 31, which isn't great objectively. Okay. But I think they looked at the rest of Lucas Van Ness's testing numbers. And while we were all freaking out about Nolan Smith and Adebuare, they're like, oh, you know, like his name's just like, you know, further down there. Like he, he had a fine combine. He had a great combine. Just want to make sure that everybody out there knows that. So yeah, Lucas Van Ness, uh, that was, that was great to see. You know, people want to talk, people are going to want to talk about Will Anderson. Um, and I, I guess I'll reference him here because technically he was listed as a linebacker. I want to make sure that I get to. I was going to say, I'm having like trouble finding some of these guys sometimes in the, in the NFL I know. official system. We have to go back to the official system okay. because the unofficials are are off a lot. So uh, Will Anderson, first and foremost, measuring at six, three and a half. So nice. Good size. Uh, weighed in at two fifty three. Alabama had this guy listed at two forty three. Yeah, I was kind of I was kind of scared that that he, Anderson was going. He's not small. Like there was this thought Ooh, because no. of his aesthetic on tape, and I fell for it a couple times. He's he's a big dude. He's a big dude. Yeah, he. I mean, he he is. He's he is a big dude. And the two, the, I, I was again really glad that he showed up at that weight because I was worried that he was going to show up at. 240 to test fast and then it's like all right cool all right cool you're running fast but yep. you know, 240 is 240 for an edge rusher it's not really great four six for an edge defender just letting everybody know that's still in the high 80th percentile i was so gonna again, say wasn't hutchinson a four seven uh yeah i mean hutchinson was down there for sure but uh i don't remember exactly what his number was but I think people saw Will Anderson's four six nine, and again, you're watching these crazy low numbers for all these other guys. You can go, oh, that's disappointing for Will. It's really not. It's not it's, a bad number. It's, it's really not. It's still high 80th percentile. So everybody out there, maybe not as impressed with Will Anderson, just because he wasn't one of the freaks of the week, if you will. I think the testing was was still great for him. Um, I'll take I'll take freak of the last two years of college football over freak of the week. That's wow, wow, great. Am I done? I can leave. You you can't leave because we still have to Shift talk about over. defensive backs. <laughs> oh, before we go to DBs, have to shout out my dude, Connor, because I've been on this guy, it feels like, all season long. Yes, you, I know where you're going, and it was a very good week for him. Byron Young, baby. Tennessee edge rusher Byron Young. Let's go. Six foot two, 250 pounds. Great measurement from 32 and a half inch arm length. Okay, that's pretty good as well. 40 yard dash for a 6'2, 250 player. Four, four, three. We got a one, six, two, 10 yard split, a 38 inch vert, and 11 foot broad jump. This dude's an athlete. And when I watched him on tape, even though he doesn't fully have things figured out yet, pass rush wise, one, there's a reason, right? Talk about the background. He comes from Georgia Military Academy, wasn't even playing football, plays there for just one year, transfers over to the SEC, trying to acclimate himself two years ago this past year. Yeah, he was a starter consistently, but he was getting those starter reps in there. But man, you see it sometimes. He fires off the ball on third down in ways that you go, it's different. Guy's yep. moving different. And he looks dense on tape to, to hit. He looks he looks like he's tough in the run game when he really is able to anchor. This dude, I think, size, speed, strength. Byron Young, big-time athlete, would absolutely take a chance on him in the second round. So, love it. Love to see that. Don't think he'll go as early, but this year is Boye Mafe, I think. Ooh, yeah, because Boye, what, early 40s? Early 40s? Yeah, the Seattle in the early 40s. But I think just the same, similar profile from film to testing. He went pick 40. And I think Boye was actually 23 or 
20, maybe 23. And I know Byron's going to be a 25 year old rookie, but still, I just see a similar. Yeah, he was 23. Guys. He was 23. Good call out. I nice love call. the the very important information that stays in this brain. It's like you, it's like you it's like you do this for a living. So okay, you want to go DBs? Yes. Yeah. Well, one look, last uh, one. Uh, Nick Herbig, one five nine, ten yard split. I thought he really needed that. It shows up on tape. His first step is what matters. He needed. He's a lighter guy. He knows it. He's got limitations, but his first step on rushing as a stand up guy that was good to see. Well, let's t- let's touch on linebackers because I don't think we're going to talk linebackers as much. Your boy, Owen Papo, the freak, was the freak for here. a reason. Was out here, ran faster than Trenton Simpson. Thank you very much. That's three points on the combine draft for your boy over here. Because I thought I was going to get smoked when you picked Trenton Simpson. Nope, you had the fullback in your back pocket. And Owen Papo beats him out. Owen Papo, 439, 40-yard dash, incredible. But for that size-speed combination, Owen Papo also 29 reps on the bench. So he was number one in the linebacker category in both 40-yard dash and benching. This dude's a true athlete. Connor's been shouting him out all year long. You got to keep an eye on this guy. This is the kind of athlete that you take in the mid to late rounds, something like that, uh, at linebacker that um, that you really just invest in. Trenton Simpson. 443 official. Everybody who's like, oh, that's kind of disappointing. No, it's not. Stop. Shut up. I just can't believe we've gotten here. Come on. He's six foot two, 235 pounds. He's got over 32 inch arms. He ran a 443. Stop being stop being poisoned. People are like, oh, he, he had a 155 10 yard. He had a 155 10 yard. Teams are gonna let him rush. A team's oh, yeah. gonna draft him and they're gonna be like, you're gonna do everything for us, and he's gonna be really good at it. Like this combine podium too. I thought he was. I, I thought he was. I great. mean, he's just. He, we we've told the story. His dad, seventeen tours overseas. Yeah, like this dude is different. Dorian Williams shout out. Hell can yes. A, can I give a Dorian Williams shout out out here? Uh, from me being the only person at his table, <laughs> the only one at the time. Well, to, um, him ro- to him rocking out at the combine on uh yeah on the last combine episode you focused on uh how he was at the podium and you you were impressed with they them. didn't give a podium trevor sorry he sorry a table in the corner well i mean technically isn't it a podium this year or is it a table no it's a table and a chair like the podium mm-hmm. you walk up you stand and you look over everybody like uh like you know the the guy in 300 the Leonidas? table you're in a oh no, not, the guy that killed it yeah xerxes yeah yes yeah yeah the table, you are in a corner, you are sitting down. Mm. And mm. it's all, it's, we got to work on it. I don't Dude, like it. He, he was 6'1, 228. Okay. 449, 40 yard dash. Love it. 454, 10 yard split. My guy's moving. 154, 154. Yes. What did I say? What did I 454. Say? <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. 154. I'm still getting... be running it. Okay. <laughs> If you guys listen to the linebacker preview episode, you know that as we went over the very few, what feels like pure off ball in between the tackles linebackers in this class, Dorian Williams is somebody who we shouted out because he pops out on tape and he's a guy who you go, all right, this is somebody to bet on. This is somebody that, that you want to keep an eye on 33 and a half inch vertical jump, 10 foot broad jump. So really nice day for Dorian Williams as well. Um, Jack Campbell. My God, my God. Good. Let me, okay. We don't do this a lot really ever yeah this pod since last summer has carried the jack campbell flag and i feel like nobody gave a shit about this guy like at all talk to him all talk to him and i mean he was he was in my top 
well, I want to say 40, 45. He will be moving up from this. And for people that were like, why would you move him up? Because my one question with Jack Campbell is, is he going to run well enough? Are you an and athlete? A 4.65 four, is fine at the 40. He killed everything else. Like, d- obliterated it. One five nine ten 10-yard, 37.5-inch vertical, six seven four three cone Jack Campbell has some of the best tape in this class. And then any questions about his overall speed, because he's 6'5", 250? Uh, no, fine. Great combine for Jack Campbell. He's just going to be a damn good NFL player. Someone will take him on round two. I think he'll start for eight years. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to look it up right now. For inside linebackers, that vertical jump is almost 90th percentile. What was his broad jump? Do you have it on you right now? Uh, yes, I do. The broad was 10.8. So 10.8, that's 120 inches. Nice, Nicely done. Uh, that was 98th percentile. Give me the three cone. Yeah. The three was cone his... was 6.7.4. It's incredible. Uh, oh my six... God, it's one of the greatest inside linebacker three cones of all time. 6.7.4 is the third fastest three cone time for inside linebackers that Mock Draftable has classified. So that would be the 98th percentile. I mean, my, it's my insane. man was moving all while being all while Gigantic. being six foot five, 249 pounds. Jack Campbell, oh, you man. can host the pod. We're going to take, we're going to take a, we're going to take a week off one week and um, let fill ins Jack Campbell, it, Anthony Richardson, and Darnell Anthony Washington. Richardson. <laughs> Jordan Washington's overqualified, brother. He, he is. I he gets his own podcast. <laughs> he uh, really right. is. Let's let's move on. Let's move on to DBs. Um corner safeties. We could just put these guys in a uh in a in a singular bucket. Who stands out to you first? Because I think there are a oh, lot of guys on both begin? both ends of the spectrum that I think it's like, okay, very impressed by this, a little disappointed in this, both with measurables and with testing times. What do you got? So I guess since the class is so freakish like freakish mm-hmm. that i will start on the disappointing and okay. it's this is nitpicky but i gotta do it i wish clark phillips just had a little bit better of a time yeah. I, I, and i i know it's like a four five one doesn't mean you can't play corner that's not a thresh like that's fine mm-hmm. and a lot of honestly a lot of slot guys don't always burn it up they're not all four three corners the slot guys yeah, 33, 33 he, inch he vertical. He doesn't have slot tape, is the thing, right? Yeah, like, he plays a lot on the outside for his he's, time. He he's 5'9, 184. He has 29 and 1 inch arms, which mm-hmm. that's got to be. I'll pull that up uh as I'll we do, go. I'll okay. do it right now. I'll do it right now. For that, you. I, let me off the top of my head, Trevor. I would put that in the zero to five percentile of corner. What is it? Arms. 29 and 29 what? and 1 eighth. Yeah, I'll put it in is, zero to five. That is the first percentile. Yeah, there are only one, two, three, four. There are only four corners that Mock Draftable has that have shorter arms than Cam Phillips. So we knew he's small. Like, we knew that. But that's the same arm length as uh, Michael Carter on the Jets, who is a good slot player, but Mm. ran a 4-3-6. Jump tire. Like, better athlete. So... He's in rare territory. And I'm saying this because I don't I like him. Man. I, I like him. That's why I'm saying it. Like, yeah. where do I go? I thought he's a round two player. The tape is great. He finds the ball. He plays hard. He's feisty. He's fast on tape. I'm not moving Clark Phillips off the map. That's not where I'm at here. 
it's just you know what is tough about it trevor when you're small and you're well you're an outlier in size especially the arm length but you're an average ish athlete dude these guys went bananas they went bananas mm -hmm. this corner class mm -hmm. i mean where do we even begin dj turner goes in the four twos Whew! you have this cluster of great corners that all ran four threes by the way that are giant by the way i just need to say this dj turner gets up there runs a four two six okay i'm feeling good i drafted dj turner in the combine draft for the three cone and we were told that he was going to threaten the combine record for the three cone connor he didn't even run it of course not nobody does the agilities. nobody does the agilities Howard. nobody does the agilities this guy had a chance to break the record by the way i i did make <laughs> trevor let me make my changes uh we yes. each had one overall winner i had nolan smith's 40 trevor had owen papo's papo's 40 so those yep. were overall winners yep but i changed my uh my bench to Siaki Ika and he didn't bench. He didn't bench. I just can't find a human that will bench. <laughs> he got so in my head that Michael Mayer came over and, and, and sat down to do an interview. Yeah. And like after the first generic question I give him, cause he, he did mention like how much he likes like lifting. And I'm like, all right, dude, what are you benching? What's the max? Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> like I need to get confirmation that people are going to do the bench press. So we didn't even do tight ends for the contest. No, we did not. But I was I was emotionally hurt. Yeah. And that happened to you with DJ Turner's uh, you know, rumored three cone, which I believe also happened to Mazzy Smith. Mazzy Smith also did not test. Yeah. Yeah. I like don't know. Is, if, is know Michigan the, running a, a Ponzi scheme? Well, I, don't know. I don't know if the and Michigan guy report three cones, get it in Feldman's freaks, fool Trevor and Connor, don't just, do three cone. And then just don't do it. And then they'll do it next year. Maybe maybe Feldman himself is out to get us. Maybe it's just we, a whole we might operation. have to have Bruce on and be like, all right, were you playing a prank? Like, are you going to come out like Ashton Kutcher and be like, suckers? <laughs> Bruce is Bruce is one of the best. We're obviously He's just incredible just, at what he does. Just having a good time with it. Uh, can we talk about again, my boy, Deontay Banks, noted I mean, first round player? Yeah, yeah. We're Deontay here. Banks. I mean, we've been we've been here, but we're here here. Yeah. Deontay Banks. I was his teammate. Jacorian well, Bennett's like, yeah, you think he ran fast? Watch this. Bro, the Maryland guys and the Illinois guys went bonkers yesterday. Those and, Illinois guys can fly. And I I know people like there's this weird thing where people are like, oh, I have questions about Witherspoon's long speed, and now he doesn't run. Like he's legitimately dealing with a hammy i think he would have ran really well actually not oh, like yeah. these like not like these guys i don't think he would have been in the low four threes but he still would have been fast so uh, deontay Banks, six feet tall 197 pounds so you like the measurements there four three nine or four three five 92nd percentile 42 inch vert 97th percentile 11 foot four inch broad jump 98th percentile i believe that broad is the third furthest for corners was it wasn't byron jones like the record setter well, byron jones is like 12 foot three he like, like it's, his it's, was like a world record it's, I think it's, yeah, it's, it's, I, i'm pretty sure we i'm pretty sure that happened and everybody was like everybody had moved on very quickly from okay is this a combine record to is did 
Dude, this guy just set the world record. He just set the world record in Indianapolis. So I think that that's the kind of territory we were talking about there. But look, the athleticism, athleticism for Deontay Banks absolutely shows up on tape. This is one of the best cover corners in this draft. He is incredible at mirroring guys off the line of scrimmage. He's so fluid. He's so fast. His recovery speed is fantastic. His change of direction is great. He's big. He knows how to get up into the chest of guys as well. When he puts it all together, man, he takes away receivers completely, neutralizes one side of the field. Yes, the ball skills are not there. And because of that, maybe he's not going to be the CB1 for teams for a long, long time. But at the very worst, when healthy, this guy's ability on tape and his athleticism that we saw this weekend make for a CB2. And if you have Deontay Banks as your CB2, guess what? You got one of the best cornerback duos in the NFL. So I am so in on this guy as a first-round pick. I think you can move him up even to the middle of the first round pick. Like I think Deontay Banks could be in uh, conversation for the Washington commanders at 16. Like, I think that that's what we're talking about here. You can move his projection up to the middle of the first round, end of the first round. A lot of times people are like, Oh, you know, like let's just give him to the Vikings, the back end of the first round and be done with it. He's too athletic. He's too good. And if his interviews checked out, this guy's somebody who can go in the, in the middle of the first round as well. No doubt. To avoid me doing the getting excited about guys that I was excited that would test well thing. Like we knew Christian Gonzalez was going to kill it. He's great to check the boxes. It is great to check the boxes. He's just freaking awesome. Like he's, he's just a no brainer top 10 pick. I I look at the lions. If they want size at corner, Mm -hmm. it's the, it's the easiest pick to me. If they want size at corner, he's such a good player. He's a great tester. Um, you know, for those that don't know, his family athleticism is dad was a six foot nine college basketball player, then played semi pro in Columbia. Sister was on the hit. Both sisters were all Americans in track. I believe one sister was on the Colombian team for the Olympics. Like this is just like athlete, athlete, athlete with good tape. But how about Cam Smith, Trevor? Yes. Like, honestly, yes. Credit where credit is due. I was a little nervous for Cam Smith. Mm hmm. He's a legit 6'1", 180. He's light. He's a light guy. No doubt. We knew that, yeah. But a 4'4", 340, a 149, 10 yard, a 38-inch vertical, and an 11-2 broad. Cam Smith had a quietly, it's crazy, because all these guys were so good. But, like, a real talk, I'm who, like, I wasn't, I was surprised it was 4'2s, but I wasn't surprised DJ Turner's athletic. He is, he's a really good player. Mm-hmm. There's been hype about Bennett's combine. We loved Banks. We knew Forbes, Ringo, Gonzalez, Hodges, Tomlinson. Like they would test well. Darius Rush had a great day. Like, but we knew a lot of these. Yeah, I had questions about Cam Smith, and Cam Smith did more for himself at this event than a lot of these corners that outperformed him. Yeah, I mean, both South Carolina guys, Darius Rush, who was a big Senior Bowl guy, who a lot of people liked. I mean, he had a four, three, six, forty-yard dash, thirty-five inch vert, over ten he's, foot broad, he's big. He's got six, these long ass arms, like six six two, almost two hundred pounds, thirty three inch or thirty three and three eighths inch arms. The both the South Carolina guys, I felt like, really helped themselves out this weekend. Cam Smith would definitely be my guy that I would point to to say who moved up the most for you. It would it would be Cam because there are things that you like about his tape, but I really just I worried about the speed. I did, and he was able to showcase that he does have that in him, which is nice. I thought the Keytrail Clark from Louisville, he ended up running a 4-4-2. He's the slot stud that I think is going to be a fantastic mid-round player. Really liked what I saw from him on the field when it came to the hip-flipping drills, the change of direction, that kind of stuff. Emmanuel Forbes, I do want to touch on him, ran a 4-3-5, and you go, oh, great, yeah, that's really fast. He's 166 pounds. 
And going back to what we talked about in our cornerback preview, um, what we talked about, I think during last podcast as well, when we were previewing this group a little bit, 166, I just, I'm, I'm no question about it. Not drafting a 166 pound corner in, in the first round. Like I've seen some people be like, Oh, like he's got some ball skills. He's got some takeaways. You like the tape a little bit, but 166 is way too much of a liability for me. Not a chance I'm taking that in the first round. Oh, and, I and honestly, in this class, <laughs> right? Uh, 166 would be the second lightest player at corner at the combine since 1999. Him and Tank Dell can like, you could put Tank Dell on Forbes's shoulders and put a big trench coat over them, yeah, and then they could host the pod. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know, man, if, if you guys out there like Emmanuel Forbes, more power to you. I can't do it. Can't do it. He has cover skills. He does. Oh, there's also, there's no oh, denying it. Oh, brother. We didn't, we didn't touch on this guy yet. And that's an absolute disservice. Julius Brents, six foot three, 198 pounds, 34 inch arms, 94th percentile for the cornerback position. Four five three forty yard dash. So you go okay, pretty good for a guy. Check who's for that size. That's where good, you want to be. Pretty good for a guy who's yeah. six foot three. And then you get to absolute alien territory. This is just nuts. Forty one and a half inch vertical jump. Eleven foot six inch broad jump. He what? tried to he tried to Byron Jones this thing. What? The next Absolutely. one though. The next one though to me is is somehow more impressive. Six six three three cone drill. And a 405 short shuttle for a guy who is six foot three. Dude. What? I don't know. Where are they making this guy? I uh, right. So the cone, keep in mind how big he is. The what? cone puts him in the 93rd percentile. And a lot of the guys ahead of him are tiny. Tiny. Like Buster Screen, Avante Maddox. He's a better player than Zion McCollum was coming out last year. And he's got yes. way longer arms. Yes. Yes. Brent, Brent's is kind of now entering the territory where teams are going to look at him and be like, well, where did Woolen go? I was just going to go there. Woolen yeah. went in the fifth round. I don't. I think teams are going to learn from that mistake. Like, and once again, this, this does happen in the history of the draft. Long freakish corners that don't always look. And I think Brent's actually, his tape's pretty good. But don't always look great on tape. You know, teams are confused where to take them. Like, can we fix this guy? Can we do this? You're at the point where if you have a guy that, that has that profile, that size and athleticism, you got you can't you doesn't fall to day three. It's ridiculous, dude. His Julius Brent's wingspan is 82 and five eighths inches. That's a does that a record? That has to be a record. Tyreek Woolen, we we thought, so. we we thought that Tyreek Woolen was an absolute freak, and his was seventy eight and five eighths. Oh my god, yeah, it's that's he's, nuts. He's got Woolen by four inches. Well, and Brent has better college tape. Like I know Woolen had a really nice rookie season, but Brent Brent's a better prospect in terms of coming out and like there's less of a transition. And credit to Seattle for how well they coached up Woolen and got him to this year as a rookie, but. 82 and 5 eighths is a combine record for a defensive back. 
it barely beats out Hamza Nasir Dean, who was 82 and three fourths, who now plays linebacker. I was right? going to say, he's, he's, since the Jets took him, he's been a linebacker. He plays linebacker. So, yeah, that's combine record. Nuts. Great, great corner class. Nuts. I mean, even if you don't need one, I would take one. Yeah, 100%. Like, it's, I'm at that with this corner class that, you know, it just goes on and on. Riley Moss, as expected, tested really well. It's just, um, it's, it's a crazy corner class. Yeah, touching on uh, safeties before we get out of here. Uh, Sidney Brown, phenomenal combine, phenomenal draft season so far. For yeah, him. he was good. I liked him at the Senior Bowl. I really did. 5'10", 2'11", 4'4", 7", 40-yard dash, 1'5", 1'10", yard split, 40-and-a-half-inch vertical, 10-foot, 10-inch broad jump, 23 reps on the bench press. Like, this dude consistently was one of the podium winners, one of the 40-yard winners, one of the vertical winners, one of the broad jump winners, one of the bench press winners. Like, he, there is, there is no part of this process to me, especially if you rope in his senior bowl performance, there is no part over the last two months that Sidney Brown hasn't just absolutely killed in a great way. How about He's his freaking teammate? Oh. I, think, I think he's still in the air. Jatavius Martin. Jatavius Martin, his Illinois teammate, had a 44-inch vertical jump. What? I mean, no, and... Yeah, Mar- Martin was their slot. This was a pretty special group, right? Mm-hmm. You had Witherspoon, who was the leader of that group, and then Martin in the slot, and obviously Sidney Brown on the back end. Like this was a this was a good group. Antonio Johnson, uh, from Texas A and M, six foot two, hundred ninety eight pounds, a little over thirty two inch arms, thirty two and one eighth. Had a four five two forty yard dash, which I think is fine. He's one of the bigger safeties, so I was okay with that. 31 inch vert. Okay. Would have liked to see that a little bit that higher. That wasn't that wasn't good. Sub 10 broad to sub 10 foot broad jump. Again, would have liked to see a little bit further than that. Would have just overall, I think, would have liked to see Antonio Johnson test in more explosively, as I would have Brian Branch. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah. There's no way around it, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to look up where's his. So they're not his his official numbers are not uploading to the system, which oh, is frustrating. It's, oh, it's everyone an else is job. up. It isn't. It is an inside job. Oh boy, it, you're you're absolutely right. Wait, can how about though? Why we try to figure out how to navigate that, and I missed this because I think this is when I was flying back. And I, it's nice that they re-air the combine every night. You go back and watch it, but I somehow missed this. Man, that's a that's a bad day for Jair Brown, dude. Like not he, not like uh like that's a bad day for Jair Brown. I didn't think he was gonna test that poorly. I, not this. I thought he'd be like, okay, he's fine, and he's such a good player on film. He's smart, he's tough. Probably still be a good player in the NFL, like a solid player. Not a great player, but a solid player. These these are these are numbers where you go, okay, like can he overcome this? Like four six five is slow. It's slow. And this is a guy that I thought the only not the only, the question I wrote down for all the good things he did. Some of his angles on the back end as the last line of defense were not always great. Well, now you're not really fast. You're not really explosive. It's 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 tough. I this I mean, safety class, man, I, I feel like I'm starting to find myself reaching. I really do. I'm I feel like I talk myself into players every day on it, and then I, I step back and go, God, every other position group is so much better. 
I, I and I like I still like Brian Branch, which I, I love believe Brian Branch. He's like here, and then everyone else is here. I think his official forty, uh, if I if I saw this correctly, was a four six one, which you needed him to be faster, man. Uh, like if he was going to have a chance to be a top ten pick, I think you needed him to be faster. Um, I still think he's a really good football player. Obviously, yeah, he looked good in the drills. There. He but... looked great in the drills. He's great with pads on. We've seen the good tape over the last couple of years, but. Definitely just did not test as well as you wanted to see from him. Also, I'm just going to say this. Throw out Chris Smith from Georgia's entire combine. Okay. Like, just, just just throw it out because he ran he ran a 4.62 and broad jumped 9 feet 8 inches, only had a 33-inch vertical. I, I've seen the tape. This is a lie. All these numbers are a lie. I don't know how I don't know how these numbers are as high as they are, but this dude can he can run downhill when he's coming from that safety spot and hit guys in the backfield. He knows how to pursue to the sideline. He's a smaller guy, so that's why he's never been like a rangy deep safety. But go watch that Oregon game. Go watch the Oregon game and go watch the couple of plays that he has where he is flying to the ball. He knows flying. where to be. That's the difference with him. He just, I, I think I'm, I'm completely throwing Christmas combine out the window. I don't care. I don't care about these numbers. You know I've what? Seen, I, I like you saying that. Like I've seen so much different stuff on tape, so I'm I'm out on those. I'm out on those numbers. Um, man, uh, I just you have to do that sometimes. I'll go back and and really dive in. And we didn't do our safety preview yet, right? So I, I've really, to be honest with you, it's by far the group I'm the most behind on in this draft. Like I like I like Branch. I watched him. Antonio Johnson and Jair Brown were okay. Uh, I actually did watch a lot of Martin because I was evaluating him as a slot corner. And then everyone's like, oh, he's with the safeties. Like, he's a safety. And I'm like, okay, I've watched him already as a corner. And I'll watch more of Chris Smith and this group as a whole. But it's just, here. here's where I think of Trevor. I'll put a bow on, on you know, the safety combo. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty good safety free agent group. And those guys have a lot of leverage right now. Oh, sure. You're hoping and praying for one in the draft. Well, good, point. good luck. That's a good point. No, that's a really good point. There Jordan we go. That's... Boyer and Jesse Bates are, you know, money up to the ears. The price of the brick went up. Going as up the kids on every day. Say. The there, kiddos tell me. There is our pre- not preview. If there I had our them. Pre- <laughs> <laughs> There's uh, our classic. review of the defensive performances from the 2023 scouting combine um, today, as we record this podcast, we would get wide receivers. We would get tight ends. We would get quarterbacks. And then the day after we will get running backs and offensive linemen. Uh, we're not going to have an offensive specific recap episode. We are going to bring in our thoughts for that in the form of drum roll, please a two round post combine mock draft episode, drop them for you guys late Sunday night. If you'll be up or Monday morning, actually, should we move it back now that we're doing the we're doing the planning of the pod on the pod? Yeah, we should. We're 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 getting a little congested because um, we should because we should wait for the testing, right? Yeah, we should let everything clear. So that I don't I don't think there will be a midnight. Or wait, we, we, really, the, or we wait, need to package there... this right. Yeah. Why don't we just drop it on? Hmm. It will come out <laughs> before we're, two, before. This Before is, Tuesday ends. This try this tradition can never die on this podcast. No, no, it's really good. I think everybody we, likes it. When we tell you guys that you are as much a part of the show as we are, we mean it. <laughs> I feel like they're listening and like screaming back. 
probably because like, they, like, just, they just idiots. want the content out <laughs> just figure it out oh my god we're gonna have a post combine mock draft for you guys at some point it's gonna be two rounds you guys have been asking for a multi-round mock draft experience and what better time to do it than once we have the official measurements and the numbers so this is kind of something that we've been doing every single year this is one of our most fun mock drafts because there's so much change that goes on there's so much that we have learned and I- i'm gonna be honest there's a lot of nuggets that Connor and I have talked about. And I know Connor knows some stuff as well from um, interviewing these guys and, and interviewing these coaches that like we're going to bring to the mock draft and we're going to make oh, certain selections saving it for that for what we have heard. And we yeah. are saving a lot of stuff for that mock draft episode. So make sure that you listen to it. Let us know what you thought about these defensive uh, performances at the combine uh, in the comments on the YouTube, youtube.com backslash at NFL Stock Exchange. That's the best way to get in on the conversation. You could talk about uh, some guys that impressed you, some guys that didn't, some guys that you think are flying up the boards. You can talk about the quarterback measurements like we hit on at the beginning of the episode. If you're listening on audio only and you're not really a big YouTube person, get us up on Twitter at Tampa Bay Trey, at Connor J. Rogers, the same thing on Instagram as well. Connor, you got anything else before we get out of here? Well done, my friend. Well done covering it all. Um, you know, it's it was a great week, and, and now really – the most fun begins. Mm, I cannot wait for that post combine mock draft. It's going to be a doozy. We've got, we've got a lot of great action from the combine that we're going to watch over the next couple of days. And then we're going to package it all up in a multi round mock draft. I'm Trevor Sykema. That's Connor Rogers. Thank you guys so much for listening to the NFL stock exchange podcast. We'll see you next time. 